Hello, only teeth friends. What is up? I was kind of thinking about like what to name you guys, you know, my listeners. Um, this is really cringy, and you can definitely DM me if you think absolutely not. <laughs> but I kind of was thinking, um, teethers. Oh, that's so weird and cringe. I don't know. If you guys have any suggestions, let me know. Anyways, um, so with this monitor that I have, um, you can like change your voice and I kind of wanted to try it. I don't know if it actually works um, on the platform that I record on, but let's see. All right. So uh, I'm talking in a different voice, I hope. I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to listen back. Okay, yeah, that worked. Uh, we're going to try a different voice, too. I want to see. What is up, everybody? <laughs> All right, uh, back to business. Anyways, um, so that was fun. <laughs> so um, for this episode, um, let's see. I've had a lot of things happen in the past week that I actually felt the need to address. So I think we're going to address them in today's episode. Um yeah, let's just delve into it. So as a lot of you know, I started an OnlyFans and we're just going to go right into depth here. Um, I don't post explicit content. Um, maybe some people would like to say otherwise, <laughs> but what I post is pretty much just modeling in lingerie and bikinis, pretty much pictures that I wouldn't exactly feel comfortable posting on Instagram. I do not post nudity. I don't do pornography. My reason for that is, well, there's a lot of reasons. A, I'm not super comfortable with doing that um, and letting the world see that. And B, um, you know, I graduated with a political science degree. And who knows, one day I might want to use that. <laughs> so I don't think the government or any government would, you know, hire me if there was nudes out there. <laughs> So that is why um, I don't feel the need to do so. But I think it's like the also being comfortable in that kind of a realm. You know, a lot of people do feel comfortable doing that. And I actually don't shame them. Um, but for me personally, I just I can't do that. That's not me. Um, and so I felt that OnlyFans was a safe space to model the way that I want um, and not feel I don't know if judged is the right word. Instead, I feel um, really good about it. So I do really enjoy the platform and I enjoy everybody that has been super supportive, um, which I mean, those are the people that keep me going and I'm really excited to continue. But um, I did hit some bumps in the road this week that, you know, I expected some, didn't really expect the others. So I think we're going to kind of dive deeper into that just because if anybody else is going through this or has gone through this or even somebody that just like maybe is curious on the situation or people that can help not spread that type of toxicity. Um, yeah, that's why I'm going to kind of touch on it. So being on that type of platform um, doesn't matter what you post. It has a very negative connotation. And a lot of people think that the minute you're on that platform, you are posting the most explicit stuff. Um, there is basically two types of people. Um, that I have come across. The first type are the people who pretty much shame me for not posting that type of content. You know, they um, get really mad at me, um, say really mean things to me just because I don't feel comfortable posting that kind of stuff. And then you have the people who will judge you for having that platform in general. It doesn't matter what you post. 
and will tell you um, that you're ruining your life or that um, it's gross um, and so many other things. So I think we're going to kind of touch on the first part and talk a little bit about, you know, the hate that I get for not posting explicit content. Um, I have my boundaries and I'm going to stand by my boundaries. That is what I want to do. This is my platform, my content. And I take my pictures professionally also. It's not like I'm standing there and just posing in a mirror and taking pictures of my phone. Every now and then I'll do that for like a story or something. If somebody wants a picture like that, there are some people who prefer that. But most of my pictures I take professionally and it takes me a very long time to do my photo shoots. So um, anybody who is a supporter and kind of wants to know like how I'm doing my photo shoots, I take them myself. I have a camera that I set up. Um, I pretty much take most of my Instagram pictures as well. I learned most of my photography skills over quarantine. It's, uh, it was very trial and error for me and a lot of like experimenting with my camera, but I feel like I have a very good grasp on it now. Um, and so it does take me a while though, because I'm, I'm taking my own photos and it takes a lot out of me too. I'm, I'm doing multiple photo shoots a day. I don't just do one. Um, I typically like to switch up the content. Um, that way I don't have to go back to it another day. It's, it's a lot of work setting up the lights and the camera and everything. So it's just easier kind of just bang it all out in one day. Um, I typically try to do three to seven different, uh, sets, clothes, lingerie, etc. But yeah, so it is a lot of work for me and I enjoy it. I actually do really love, uh, modeling and taking pictures. And so it is really fun. But at the same time, you know, I, <laughs> my dad's listening to <laughs> or watching sports. I don't know if you heard that. Anyways, um, yeah, it's a lot of work. I'm so, that just threw me off. But it does get to me a little bit when people shame me um, for not posting explicit content. And instead, I get a lot of people saying like, wow, this isn't worth it. You're not worth it. Blah, 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 whatever. But I have so many other supporters on that platform that say otherwise. And I, um, I feel comfortable on it. Yeah. But, you know, those little comments that people make when I have, you know, expressed now on pretty much most of my platforms, like what I do on there, the platforms that I can express it because some of them don't let you say it. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I have been very vocal about what I do there and why I do it. And also keep in mind, like, I do have an audience that are children as well, not on OnlyFans, on my other platforms. And so, I want to continue to inspire them and not be somebody that they no longer can follow or no longer can watch because I would be deemed as a sex worker. Um, you know, a lot of people on that app, they consider themselves that or are called that. And that's not what I do because, um, yeah, I, I want to still be able to um, inspire people and inspire children. So for me personally, that is not my content. Now we got to get into the other side of <laughs> the shame and the hate that I get. So um, I haven't gotten anything from my family, <laughs> anything bad. Um, I also haven't really heard anything about it. That's a good sign. I prefer to keep it that way. You know, it's just a little, uh, if they listen to my podcast, they're getting the full story here. I don't think there's really any questions asked. I will say I had a cousin, a couple cousins actually, who were super, super supportive um, on my Instagram and over text. And I thought that was so sweet because they know the message that I'm trying to send. They know what my content's about. And yeah, that made me feel really good. Um, and it just, it, it, you know, 
encourages me to keep doing what I'm doing. But <laughs> I just hope I don't hear anything from like, you know, uncles, aunts, that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm sure one day it'll come up, but you know, that's always going to be an awkward conversation. Doesn't matter really what it is um, or who it's with. But anyways, so the hate that I have gotten though was actually from people that I didn't quite expect it to be from. So I received a text message the other night from somebody who I actually barely even answer. Um, I felt like this person didn't quite get the hint when I was not interested. Now, there are some people that I just am not good at answering, right? And I, I don't answer them all the time. There are other people when you explicitly say no, or you're not interested, or you can't, or you don't want to, and they just don't seem to get it. <laughs> so those are the people that I tend to just stop answering. Um, I didn't feel the need to block this person up until last night. Um, I started receiving text messages saying that I was gross for starting an OnlyFans, even after I explained that I don't post explicit content. Um, he then proceeded to talk to me as if I was an object, which I didn't appreciate. Um, and it got to the point where I actually was in tears because I felt it was just very hurtful. I also am on my period, so I felt maybe a little bit more emotional about it than I should have. But at that point, I just blocked them. I, I, you know, it, I don't need that toxicity. I don't need that negativity. I am very comfortable doing what I'm doing. So then, before I had the chance to block them on anything else, they then came at me on Instagram DMs. And at this point, that would be considered harassment. So um, <laughs> it, it's gotten to the point where I had told them to stop harassing me and I blocked them on that platform as well and all my others because I, I don't want to deal with that. But, you know, something that I took away from that was the first time I had met this person, they were, they didn't quite take no for an answer. And I'm not saying that in like a sexual way. I'm just saying they were very pushy in ways I wasn't comfortable with. Um, you know, as the night continued, this person then started bashing me for being a content creator. Um, which I thought wasn't really fair because this is something that I have turned into a job. I, if you don't know this by now, I'm a social media manager for an energy drink company and gamer subs, shout out. <laughs> um, I actually got that job because I was a content creator, because I've been killing it on my own social media. And I'm going to say that confidently because I feel like I'm at a point now where I am doing really well with social media. I really enjoy it. And, you know, I, I've learned so much from it. So at this point, I am, I'm, I am very confident about what I do and I enjoy it and I don't let people hate on me for it. And I typically don't get hate for it anymore. But this person started bashing me for being a content creator. So in these messages last night, they continued to tell me that I was uh, gross and <clears throat> grammar wasn't quite, quite there. So I'm not exactly sure what they were trying to get at, but they basically were saying that I'm 26, which I'm 25. And um, I am a TikToker. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. And they're like, and you have an OnlyFans. I was like, I feel like you're trying to tell me, like, give me insults here. But all I'm hearing are things that I like about what I do. So not sure what you're getting at. <laughs> so at that point, you know, when I kind of took a break from it, um, I came to a realization. And I think um, a lot of us need to hear this, especially if you're anything like me. I'm the type of person 
that if somebody upsets me, I will confront them. Um, it might take me a little bit, but I will try to talk it through with them. I don't like anger. I don't like people being mad at me. I want to fix the problem. There are some people who don't want to fix the problem. They just want to speak their mind and yell at you and tell you you're wrong, and they don't want to hear you out. They have their set ways, and you know what? That's fine. They're allowed to have their opinions. But when it becomes disrespectful, that's when you need to distance yourself. And growing up, I don't think I ever really learned that up until this point in my life. People would disrespect me, and I would almost give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, like, oh, well, maybe there's just something that they're going through. Like, it turned into this, no, Lily, you need to take a step back and just not engage. If they're being disrespectful, don't try to help them or whatever. Like, they are disrespecting you. You need to block that person, get them out of your life. It's not good and it's not healthy. The other thing is, too, when people are really mean to you, um, I don't know if anyone is like this, but I can be like this. Um, I like to get my point across. Fine. You don't want to hear me out? Well, this is how I feel. (laughs) And I'll still tell them how I feel. That only ends up fighting fire with fire. Even if you're not mean, even if you are genuinely wishing them the best, it still fights fire with fire because they want the last word. So at that point, you need to not engage and block. Literally block. Get rid of that toxicity. And that is what I learned from last night. I think when this person was going off on me, I just was so upset that they were treating me this way, that I wanted to get my point across and they weren't hearing me out. And at that point, it was like, all right, Lily, you shouldn't have even tried to get your point across. You should have just blocked them the minute they texted you. And, you know, I don't quite know this person that well, so I can't sit there and be like, oh, well, I know this person is toxic. You know, first impression was not great. Maybe that was my red flag and I overlooked it, but, you know, we learn. We learn. We're 25. (laughs) We're still learning. (laughs) But um, I think just, like, me having that experience and telling you guys um, my experience with that, I think, uh, you know, I, I hope that it can help anybody who is like me in the slightest bit. So let's move on to something a little more positive. All right. Uh, the rest of this episode, I actually would really like to talk about friendships and how you know if someone is supportive, a good friend, or a user. Um, I feel like I'm at a point in my life now where I've been coming across a lot of people who uh, have taken advantage of me pretty much my whole life. Um, I came across those people all the time, college, high school, grade school. And like I just mentioned before, um, I was always the type of person that was giving people the benefit of the doubt or second chances, third chances, 18th chances. Like (laughs) it just kind of never stopped for me Um, up until this year. I started treating myself better. So um, we're going to kind of delve deep into my friendships that I currently have because my friendships I currently have are the closest people to me. Most of them are the people I grew up with. Some of them are newer friends, but there are telltale signs when somebody's using you and it can be really hard to see when all you want to do is make a friend. It's funny. I actually got off the phone with one of my best friends this morning and she was telling me about how she had confronted these people who she felt weren't treating her the best. And 
there were a couple routes that that conversation could have gone. That conversation could have been her expressing how she felt and them completely disrespecting her or denying everything or being really rude. But instead, it went really well. They took accountability for how they made her feel. They validated her feelings. And she even, you know, apologized for things that maybe they felt, you know, were off. Um, But they're in a better place. And, you know, that made me really think about how much she's grown as a person, how much I've grown as a person, and just listening to, wow, you were able to stand up for yourself. These people clearly have grown um, and learned from their mistakes. They want to be your friend. They want to be better for you. You want to be better for them. That's amazing, right? And it's cool when people can actually take accountability for the things that they've done. Um, it can be really difficult, though, to to be that person to take accountability, right? It can be difficult to admit when you're wrong because, A, you don't want to be wrong, and B, um, you know, you, you also don't want to lose that person. Sometimes being wrong could actually mean that you lose that person, but sometimes not admitting that you're wrong usually is the reason you'll lose that person. Um, so I really hope that we can kind of, like, dig deeper this episode and think about, you know, where we've gone wrong in friendships, relationships. Um, but yeah, mainly friendships. So I, growing up, um, let's see, let's think back to like middle school. I had one best friend in middle school, if I'm being 100% honest. and She is still my best friend. We have matching tattoos, actually. Uh, we grew up in at the Jersey Shore. We grew up around the corner from each other, um, and she just was the person that I felt like was my soulmate, and not in a sexual way, in not in a romantic way, in a friend way. I just knew the minute we became friends, that friendship was not ending. And sure, we had our tips here and there. Um, I think there were times growing up where she and I both did not admit our wrongs, um, but we're both at an age now where we can and we have. But also, you know, it can be difficult having a friend who you grew up with and you were so close with and you lived around the corner from to then go off to college and not see each other as much. But then you come home and you see each other again. But then now we're at a point in our lives where I'm going to be moving soon. She lives in a completely different state and it can be hard to see each other, you know. And we had made plans back in, let's see, 2020, I believe. Um, she had just moved to her apartment, and I was going to go visit her. And then quarantine hit, so I was like, all right, we'll push off these plans. And then, um, for good reason, obviously. We did see each other a little bit that summer. We were at the beach. We got to, like, socially distance at the beach. That was nice. And then this past year, um, I was supposed to go see her in February, right around the time that I got that concussion. Um, instead, I made a bad choice. And I uh, made plans with somebody else kind of last minute, um, and I just ditched her. And my reasoning was that I felt badly because this one person um, had a lot going on in their life. And she understood. She was very understanding. But looking back, I did make a really bad choice because um, that friend actually (laughs) was not a good friend to me um, in the long run. You know, things just happened, and that's unfortunately a friendship that I don't feel comfortable talking about. But, you know, me ditching my childhood friend for a newer friend that 
I didn't know as well as I thought I did. Um, I had to turn back around, you know, months later and be like, I'm so sorry I didn't come see you. I'm so sorry that I ditched uh, last minute. And I'm sure it didn't make her feel that great when I did. Um, And I felt so bad, you know, like looking back. I think at the time I just was doing whatever. And yeah, I, I didn't even take accountability for it until months later. So sometimes even the smallest things, like me not going to see her in her new apartment that I was supposed to see a year before, you know, that's actually a big thing. I finally got to see it this fall, and I was really happy that I got to see her and spend the weekend with her, and she and I are definitely growing a little bit more closer. I think um, quarantine was definitely a difficult time for both of us to even try to communicate, etc. and she's also, I mean, she's in med school. She's freaking smart as heck. And she's busy all the time. And then, of course, I'm busy all the time. So it can be difficult sometimes to, you know, make plans just to even talk on the phone. So every now and then we just randomly FaceTime each other. And it's it's really nice to catch up with her. But I think, like, me going to see her also really just helped make that foundation stronger, especially when we hadn't seen each other in so long. So, you know, take a moment and think about who your closest friends are. And what are mistakes that you might have made in the past that maybe you didn't take accountability for? Maybe you just brushed it off to the side thinking, oh, well, you know, it's okay, whatever. People make mistakes. And like, maybe you slightly apologized for it, but you actually didn't ask how that made them feel. So, you know, when you go through that, just just take a moment to maybe reflect. And even ask them, you know, how did that make you feel? I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Um, I want to be here for you. I want to make our friendship stronger. And, you know, I've I've made mistakes. We're human. We all make mistakes. Um, But I think it just comes down to taking accountability and trying to learn from it, you know. Now, how to know if someone is a true friend. That can be really tricky. Really, really, really tricky. Because... There's a lot of people that are very good at almost mimicking your behavior and making you feel more comfortable when they're nothing like that at all, right? So, for example, um, I don't really know. I'm not a guy, so I can't speak for guys. But girls, if you ever feel this way, you know, let me know. If you ever feel like you meet a new friend, you make a new friend, you both are really excited to be friends, and you guys find that you have so many things in common, or it almost feels like you have so many things in common. But your closest friends that you grew up with may not have the same feeling about that person. And they try to tell you you ignore them. And sometimes, you know, that could be because they're jealous and they're like, no, I want my friend back. But a lot of the times, if it's your friend that you have known your whole life and it's always been there for you and supports you for everything, that you do, maybe take a step back and just think about, okay, is this person right? Am I really not as similar to this new friend as I might think I am? You know, you don't know this person that well. Um, so sometimes taking a moment just to see if you really are that similar rather than being so excited about this new friendship. Um, you know, of course, new friends are awesome. I still have friends that are like brand new in a sense, um, as in like, you know, within the past year, but sometimes just taking a moment to see if they really do support you. Or, for example, I've had friends where 
I became friendly with them because of social media or maybe through social media or even nothing at all with social media. But then they see that you know how to do social media or you know how to take photos or this or that. And they start asking you constantly about that kind of stuff. And your friendship turns into almost a transactional friendship where they don't really check in with you. Um, they don't really want to talk to you about anything else other than algorithms, etc. Um, is that person really your friend and really supporting you? Or are they just trying to use you for ulterior motives? Do they only support you online and then don't actually validate your feelings when you're telling them something that happened to you maybe online? Or maybe something that you're going through in real life and they don't want to hear it. They just want to know how the algorithm works. Um, you know, I've, I've run into that. And it can be really tricky, too, especially when you want so badly to be friends with this person because you have things in common with them and you enjoyed their friendship in the beginning. But now it's turned into something that it didn't quite start out with. Now, how do you remove those people from your life? I personally avoid confrontation especially when I don't feel like this person is somebody that I can go to about it. Um, let's see. There's a couple ways that it could go if you confront them. If you confront them and express to them how you feel, they could very much deflect it and make you think that you're the one doing it or try to put it on you that it's your fault or something like that. So you got to be wary of that. Um, if that happens, stand your ground. Um, and if, you know, if that happens, then they're not your friend. You know, you can take a second and think about, okay, well, what have I done? Did I do something wrong? But if you know in your heart that you didn't, then they're not, they're not your friend because they're deflecting whatever they did back onto you. The other thing, the other way that it could go is it could be one of those conversations where they actually do take accountability for it. They could turn around and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I was just really invested in what you do. I myself want to do really well. Um, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. I would love to continue our friendship. Uh, we don't have to talk about it as much. We can continue to talk about it, but I still want to be there for you as a friend, or we could just not talk about it at all. Um, so sometimes, you know, setting those boundaries is something that I was never good at and I'm starting to learn how to do. Um, there's a third way to go about it, though. If you want to keep this person in your life, but you don't want them to treat you as a social media manager or whatever it is that you do that they uh, want, I guess. Um, the third way is to just distance yourself. If you feel like they're not really a true friend, um, there is no point in continuing that friendship, at least in my eyes. Um, you know, you can remain their friend um, from a distance. But you don't have to be their best friend. So sometimes just setting a boundary or distancing yourself can also be another good way to kind of minimize <laughs> that friendship in a sense. Um, that probably wasn't the best wording. I don't know how to word it. To, to try to like, I don't know, distance yourself from it. Cut those people out if you need to. Um, regardless, anything negative that comes your way, you just need to continue to do what you love to do. And anybody who wants to shut you down for it or is jealous and wants what you have, you do need to be very wary of that. And I know I've been struggling with that. Um, 
and I'm sure everyone goes through it, whether it's for social media, whether it's for money, whether it's for a guy that maybe you like and they like. I don't know. (laughs) Just thinking of scenarios here. But whatever it is, you need to um, just be cautious of the people that you meet and, you know, set those boundaries. Of course, you can be best friends off the bat, but you do need to reflect on how that friendship is treating you. Does it make you feel anxious? Does it make you upset? Does it make you really happy to think about? Do you ever feel like it's, uh, I don't know, something that maybe your intuition is telling you, no, this is not a good friend, move on? Um, you know, I have a lot of friends, but my closest circle um, are the friends who support me, whether it's on or offline, you know? It doesn't always have to be online, and I'm okay with that. I know a lot of my life revolves on so- around social media, but I have friends that just text me or call me and are like, hey, I love you. You're doing great. <laughs> or I'm really happy for you. Or how are you feeling? What's going on? Um, just having those friends that check in on you and support you and love you no matter what. The point of all of this is, um, you know, I- I've made friends in college that are going to be my lifelong friends. I have made childhood friends whether it be in recreational sports or whether it be in school. I have made family friends that I consider cousins, even though they're not, you know? So um, I do really love, this is a shout out to all my friends, I do really love you all, and I really thank you for the support that you have given me um, and the confidence and the courage that you continue to um, spread to me, the positivity that you give me every day. Um, yeah, you guys are what helps drive me as a human being, and I love you all. Um, so if you ever, you know, feel like you don't tell your best friend that you love them enough, go, go for it, because that's love. It it really is. Um, yeah, don't ever be afraid to say I love you. But yeah, so now I'm just rambling. Um, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode of Only Teeth. I know we didn't even really touch on anything about my teeth. That's okay. Like I said, I just want these to be kind of inspiring, motivational. Um, We're kind of learning from my mistakes here. (laughs) But yeah, uh, if you have any questions or topics that you want me to cover, again, feel free to DM the Only Teeth Pod um, Instagram account. It is at Only Teeth Pod. Or you can email the Only Teeth Pod email address, which is onlyteethpod at gmail.com. Um, But I love you all, and I cannot wait to continue this series. Tomorrow, I am getting a back procedure. And um, when I had it in the summer, it really took me up to two weeks to be able to, like, walk well and drive again. (laughs) Um, So we'll see if next week I'm up to making an episode. It might not be. Who knows? I have no idea how I'm going to be feeling next week. I'm hoping a lot better by next Saturday, Sunday. But you never know. So if I don't come out with an episode next week, I'm really, really sorry. And I love you guys. Please don't hate me. (laughs) Um, But, you know, life comes first sometimes. And I will talk to you guys, whether it be next week or in two weeks. Happy holidays.